0: Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, all the vodka,
1: dude, dude,
0: sup,
1: happy Hanukkah.
0: <laughs> Hello, everyone, welcome to the Dude Sup Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, with me as always, my father, Peter. Happy Hanukkah, Chanukkah, yeah. Hanukkah.
1: Yeah, it's any minute now.
0: Yes, uh, it's coming up in a couple of days. Uh, so similar to Thanksgiving. thought we would do a Hanukkah episode. We'll keep it going with the holidays in a couple of weeks with Christmas, but thought it would be fun to do a Hanukkah special edition of the Dude Up podcast. I'm there. What's going on with you, old man?
1: Uh, well, you know me, Dan. And you know, I don't like to do anything. Correct. Well, the next two days I have something to do and they're not bad things or one is, uh, but, but I, I just, I don't want to. And I, the examples tomorrow, I'm having lunch with cousin Anita. Sure. She's about to turn 88. She's my dearest cousin. I love her to pieces. Uh, She's as close to my mother as I have anybody. And Tamarack is five miles away. It's not a big ride. It's not a big deal. I love her to pieces. We'll have lunch. It'll be, I don't want to. Friday, I have to drive down to Hollywood because Maria's phone has been disconnected or thrown in the garbage. Oh, no. And that's never happened before. You know, she's never answered a phone, or the phone mail has been full, or she doesn't know how to call me back. Right. The phone's disconnected, or something. That's not good. Yeah. And I would think that if she's passed, there's really no one who's going to call me and say, Oh, by the way. Sure. So I have to go down there on Friday and check out the situation
0: yeah of course something you don't want to do
1: yeah and and I'm fearing for the worst uh she was not in great shape and she also was 88 uh so we'll see what happens but it's it's just my part and parcel of getting old and not wanting to do stuff
0: yeah well guess Uh, what I'm only 33 and I don't want to do stuff (laughs) fair enough
1: like father like (laughs) son I love it you know, what did I say? The turd doesn't fall far from the bird. Well, that's
0: one way. I don't think I've ever heard that expression. Maybe the oh, okay. apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh, yeah, that too. Okay. Yeah, Chelsea always wants to do stuff on the weekends and I I don't wanna. Even if it's stuff around the house. I don't wanna. It's my weekends. I've been working all week. Let me chill out and watch football. I,
1: I hear you. I do hear you. Um I'm not sure it's a good thing though. But maybe for me, not for you, but I guess I was the same way
0: younger as well. No, I'm, look, I don't mind doing things. I like doing certain things, certainly. Uh, You know, going grocery shopping is, I actually like doing, uh, especially when I can bring the kids. And we normally all go as a family anyway, but um, I do enjoy the grocery shopping. Um, The past couple of nights, I've been putting up our Christmas lights on the house. That's, That's fun. So I got that done tonight. It's been fun. Um, So the, the lights are up. I, it's weird because it's only the bottom half of our house. So the top half looks really dark, but it is what it is. We got some colored lights in there. We got some icicle lights, so all good things here. Nice. Nice. Let's get into it then with dad's life rules. I'm sure you have the number.
1: I'm I'm going to throw in a caveat here. We just talked about the University of Hartford. I have two quick stories. We talked about my probation the first semester. As it turns out, looking at the transcript, it was two Cs, two C pluses, and I passed Jim. So I got a P for, for passing.
0: You, so had a, you
1: had to take a gym class in college. Yeah, it was a pass fail, but you needed a, a health class at that point. Two C is two C plus is a 2.31. I crushed the 1.8. The second thing <laughs> is my final GPA was 2.49. Huh? My last semester, IE with Marlene. Was a 3.16 and i made dean's list nice the only time so that was that now uh, this is going to be a little off color and might not be liked by everybody but i'm going to tell it anyway josh i think is 16 years old dan is 13. we're sitting at our dining room table and the table is joshua at one end me at the other your mother sitting to my left you and your nana sitting to my right okay we're having dinner and josh and i had spent much much of the afternoon talking about what schools he wants to go to and what schools to apply to he knew he wanted to go to new house at syracuse he knew that that was number one that's where he wanted to go but we picked other schools. We picked um, University of, of Binghamton in New York. Uh, we picked Lehigh, we picked Seton Hall,
0: and- Well, to clarify, we picked those to go see and look at, because you only well, applied to Syracuse and Lehigh.
1: Um, that's a fair point, but we wanted five schools. So did Josh and I talked about it. And yes, it was going to be Syracuse. And, but, you know, for a fifth school, pick the University of Hartford. Uh, and and Josh was all for it, OK? Josh said, yeah. sure, you know. So we're sitting at the dining room table and Josh probably says, you know, Dad and I talked about the schools that we want to go visit and we, we want to apply to. So and your mother, being your mother, said, OK, what are they? he said, well, I want to go to Syracuse. Um, I also applied to Lehigh, which by the way, is where my mother went. Interesting. Um,
0: well, he also I... didn't get into
1: Lehigh. Um, that's true. And, and Binghamton, because we're going to go up to Syracuse, so we might as well stop at Binghamton. And then on the way down New Jersey, Seton Hall. And I'm also going to apply to the University of Hartford. At which point your Nana Went berserk. <laughs> You're not going to that shit school. I wouldn't let you go to that shit school if you paid me. You're not going. Who would want to go to the University of Hartford? What are you kidding me? And I looked at her and I said, Nana, I went to the University of Hartford.
0: You and she said, said Mimi.
1: Uh, I probably said, Mimi. I can
0: hear you in my head the Where way I you would have
1: said it. Well, Mimi, I went to the University of Hartford. And she went, oh, oh, okay, oh, all right, hey, it's still a shit school. And I looked at her, and we're sitting at the dining room table with all the people around. And I went, Mimi, fuck you. And I walked
0: out of there.
1: Your mother I can't
0: say. I recall.
1: That re- I'm surprised you can't. I'm really surprised you can't. Your mother. I can sat hear there. you saying
0: it in my head, clear as day. I can hear you and hear that conversation happen. Okay. But I, I...
1: Your mother sat there, didn't say a word. She she knew how angry I was at that, and she you know we had our fights, and at that point in time, a divorce was almost imminent. But she wasn't going to say a word. I looked at her fuck you. And I stormed out of there and probably didn't talk
0: to her for the rest of my life. Fair enough. U-
1: University of Hartford.
0: Yeah. Guess what? what? I'm going South screw your Northern schools,
1: you know, amen to that. All right.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that at some point.
1: That's true. Yes, we shall.
0: But, uh, all right, let's, uh, let's actually get into the episode then with dad's life rules?
1: This one again, prior to kids and and your mom, it always came from my mother who was five foot two and about 105 pounds her entire life. And she was very, very cognizant of weight. She was a gym teacher, but she was a health ed teacher. So she was very cognizant of diet, of health, of eating well, and she would drill into me and my brother, don't ever be overweight. Rule number 24, never become overweight. I don't have to explain the rule, I don't. Um, It's self-evident. It's important though, um, because of health, Because of so many factors, Uh, least of all, you look disgusting, but just health-wise, and and if these are going to be dad's life rules that I have to teach my kids, this is a rule.
0: Well, and it's it's a rule that certainly I am currently breaking, being 6'3", 240-ish.
1: No, dad. you're a little overweight
0: you well, i'm overweight i'm i look and i part of it is is probably covid long-term effects of COVID on my lungs where i you know walk down the flight of stairs and it takes me 30 seconds to really catch my breath a minute to catch my breath because my lungs are shot you know trying to play with jameson and ashlyn all the time and trying to run around with them i get out of breath very quickly again part of that could be covid part of it is since having kids, maybe even a little before then my metabolism went, you know, when I was in college, I could eat and eat and eat and I'd lose weight. Um, I think the, the lowest I was, was one fifty three or something, well, then and, which, is, which is, which is also kind of gross. I mean, but you're right. I'm not, and, and that's my biggest thing right now is exercises. I wake up at 6 AM. Jay's up at 6 30. So I got to be with him um, make, you know, get breakfast ready, get whatever, start my day, you know, maybe take a shower in the morning, whatever. Then I work and after work, it's kids and making dinner. And then after dinner, it's kids and then I'm exhausted at that point. Yeah. So I don't have, you know, could I wake up at five, maybe, but now I'm only getting five hours of sleep instead of six. Yeah. I,
1: and you know, I would tell you that takes a lot of willpower when I had my little boys, um, I would get up at four and I would go downstairs and ride the bike for an hour. Mm-hmm. It's willpower. It's something you have to really want to do and and gear yourself up to do. It's very difficult to do. Um, I wouldn't say you're overweight. If you ever got what I consider fat, you'd hear it from me. Well, but that's the thing I,
0: I am overweight, the targeted weight I should, or want to be and part of maybe it's not weight and there's BMI and all that, blah, blah, blah. And people say, don't worry about that. Just feel good about yourself is I, I don't have a lot of muscle mass. I have a lot of fat, particularly around my belly that, and, and my thing is I'm going to deal with it for the next three, four years. And then the kids are going to be in school. And once the kids are in school, you know, right now, what, what I used to do at work when I was going into an office was especially at my, my last job, they had a gym right upstairs. So at lunchtime I'd go work out and that, you know, lunchtime. Now I get to see the kids during lunch because they're here and I can do that. So that's kind of nice, but once they're in school, now I have my lunch free again to where I think that's when I can start really working out and getting that hour of exercise in every day is at lunch.
1: Well, it'll happen. And again, as far as the rule is concerned, Dan, you know, the rule, you understand the reasons for the rule and this too shall pass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you could throw in diet, like you said, diet and eating better and healthier. And there was a time when COVID had just started really um, where, we were living for other reasons with my in-laws in Colorado and there's something about living with their in-laws and in-laws and we lived with them for about a year that it changes the way you look at food and what you're eating. Part of it is because it's not your food that you're buying and you know, it's not your money always that you're buying all this food and groceries. So you're cognizant of how much you're eating because you don't want to eat seconds of everything and all, you know, And then that means more meals to buy and things like that to where I was, you know, rationing my portions and portion control. And I ended up losing 20 pounds in that year, just from portion control. So there are other ways besides exercise to do that and stay healthy. But just
1: keep it in mind. Okay. Fatso.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. Settle down, Francis. Thank you. All right, well, then let's move on. So that was Dad's Life Rule, number 24, never become overweight, self-explanatory. But let's get into the Hanukkah edition, and we'll start kicking off Hanukkah here with the Daily Dan Top 5 list, brought to you by Papa Schmear's Bagels, a top five bagel for a top five breakfast. Come check us out at papashmeersbagels.com or on Instagram at papashmeersbagels.com bagels. So for Hanukkah, it was so hard to come up with a top five because, you know, Christmas, you could do top five Christmas songs. You could do top five Christmas movies, But, but there's one, maybe two Hanukkah movies I can think of off the top of my head. And there's really only one Hanukkah song that's out there. So I couldn't do those. So what do you do? Are there specific Hanukkah things? <laughs> I almost, as a joke, did my top five days of Hanukkah
1: because there are eight <laughs> days of
0: Hanukkah. So what are my top? <laughs> top <laughs> Can't top really five do that. Candle
1: before. colors.
0: Well, there's what what I ended up deciding with is broadening it a bit to not exactly fit Hanukkah per se, but it's going to be top five. Jewish foods and I thought there, that was kind of nice. I don't think a lot of people really know Jewish foods that well. Certainly I went through a list and I actually came up with 26 and we can kind of get into some of the other ones, Jesus. but uh, I do have a top five. I think you should nail them. We'll s- see how you do I, should. I might
1: not know the, I might not know the actual ranking, but I know the top five, because the top five has got to be the top five. It's rare, or you're off into left field somewhere. If you like something better than the top five, you have on the list, maybe not number one, but you have to have my father's, therefore mine, therefore yours and Josh's when you do it, potato latkes
0: yeah of course and there's your your tie-in to hanukkah latkes absolutely top five so delicious and especially the way we do it and i've obviously introduced latkes to my in-laws and especially chelsea where what do we do the first night of hanukkah at some point during hanukkah we have latkes and brisket and and grandma's brisket so we always make that and having the sauce drizzled over the latkes is so delicious. Chelsea loves it. You know, and there, we always did applesauce, which I think is a classic applesauce and latkes. I do know people who do sour cream, also a big thing. Uh, latkes, I have at number two on my list. Okay.
1: My next guess would be, and growing up in New York, it was certainly a favorite is a knish. And yeah, in, in my mind, there are only two. There's the potato knish. Sure. There's also a kasha knish. And I remember Ooh. that the knish nosh on Queens Boulevard, which was mega knishes, Dan. Sure. Mega also had a liver knish. And they literally oh. fill it with chopped liver. Um, great. Gross. There are only two kinds of knishes, potato knish and kasha knish. In your case, potato knish. That's my next guess.
0: Yep. And uh, it's funny because the first time I really remember eating a knish was take, do you know where I'll give you a hint. It wasn't New York.
1: I I was going to say, yes, when we went to New York for Josh's 13th birthday yeah, we of course we
0: the pastrami king we had caniches and sandwiches of course we did but so, that that wasn't the first place that turned me on to knishes i then i couldn't tell you camden yards
1: oh yes and there was were, a good they, place that had yeah, I remember. yeah that.
0: right right inside the gate we always went into there was a little Kanish cart yes i remember go over and we all get a before game. yep and okay were, yes very good so that turned me on to conditions When I was living in Atlanta, um, we right down the the street, right down the block from where I was working, because I worked in downtown Atlanta, was a Jewish deli. And they had real good, nice big square knishes that were delicious. I go all the time and get a knish. I have knishes at number one. I think they are unbelievably good if they're made properly. I I can't argue. I can't argue. Yeah. And for those who don't know, a knish is essentially a combination of flour and potato. Uh, and it's like a little pocket. Think of like a hot pockety kind of thing. But it's potato and flour, and it's stuffed with basically mashed potatoes, and it's fried. And, and it's,
1: in most cases, uh, unbeknownst to you or not, there is a hint of sautéed onion mixed in with the potato.
0: Sure. Yeah, of course. And some other seasonings I'm sure and stuff. Yes. And it's a lot of people and most places serve it with mustard. Get out of here. That's yeah, gross. But, mustard. But
1: um, okay. Kanisha is number um, one. Number three, I'm going meat. We talked about brisket. Brisket is not really a Jewish meat per se, but the Romanian Jews came up with pastrami. Mm-hmm. and it is a jewish meat the, the way it's it's you know,
0: the way it's, it's prepped yep
1: is romanian jew hot pastrami and we go further hot pastrami
0: on seeded rye rye bread of course pastrami i i don't remember us ever eating it growing up maybe you did I don't remember, you know, we always had sandwiches for lunch, for school and stuff. And there was turkey and there was corned beef and there was ham and there was tuna bologna uh, until I got sick of the smell and taste of it. But I don't think we ever had pastrami. And I feel like the first time I really looked into pastrami was college. And it is so good. Uh, A
1: nice boar's head pastrami.
0: Yeah, unbelievably good. I it's my now favorite deli meat and I have pastrami at number three and you're right brisket we could talk about brisket you know uh, it's in the Jewish culture for sure that brisket some kind of cooked brisket is a meal 100% but uh, you know barbecue brisket and uh, you know brisket and so many other cultures that I don't think Jews can claim brisket, um, even though that is a big part of Jewish culture. I, I
1: agree with that. I agree with that. Okay, then there's another obvious one, you know, and, and a lot of these are just obvious. Um, you can't do a top five list, brought to you by Papa Schmeer's bagels, and not say that a bagel as a food, it's a bread, but it's a food, Yep, isn't on the list. A well it has to be there
0: and if you want to take it the step further because you know latke is really just fried potato yeah there's a little more that goes into it but if you want to make it an actual food instead of just the bread bagel then bagels and locks, and you throw the locks in there with cream cheese and lox and That's right. also traditional jewish i would also i think you and i briefly talked about this before when i was looking at the list in foods i'm gonna group in bialys with bagels i think they're very similar yeah there are some differences i'm lumping bialys and bagels together and okay. i have and, them at number four
1: and i would probably say that of the thousands of our listeners very few of them really know Bialis. True. Um, certainly i grew up with bialys as well as bagels Uh, The bagel uh, store, the block away that just did bagels and just did them in the morning. Mm -hmm. Also did Bialy's that were fantastic. And my Bialy story
0: (laughs) is I I took a Judaism class in college, which was actually really interesting being Jewish and sitting in a classroom, learning about Judaism that way, as opposed to a Sunday school or a Hebrew school. And obviously the, the professor was Jewish and for some reason bialy's came out oh, i think she was eating one or I had to go pick up some for something and she turned to look at the this class made up of 95 percent goys and said does anyone even know what a bialy is i raised my hand i was like hell yeah they're delicious let's go they're amazing
1: yeah. bring me one um, back
0: yeah um for those who don't know I, the the way i've always described a bialy is the top half think think of a bagel where the top half is a bagel and the bottom half is kind of English muffin because it's kind of got a raw, raw y kind of feel to the flour well, the top on the bottom. does
1: too, Dan. The whole thing. No, it does. But it, it looks up.
0: like a bagel on the top and it looks kind of more like an, an English muffin on the bottom.
1: And keep in mind without a, a hole in it, there is an indentation around
0: in the middle that's right. filled with onion or garlic. Yep. Yeah, okay. so I have that at number four. Of course, Papa Schmear's, uh, as our sponsor, uh, gotta have bagels on this list.
1: Okay, and and pursuant that, following along with the same, uh, well, while there are others to talk about, I would put a challah at number five,
0: which is the aside from bagels, the best bread bread that Jews have ever come up with. I have challah number five. Okay. Um, yes, challah, not challah, not, not challah. Right, challah. <laughs> and if, again, if you want to make it not just the bread, but food, challah French toast. Uh, I agree with that. Is the, I mean, no. yeah, toasted with cream cheese, a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich on challah. But the French toast is
1: is the number one undeniable? Meal. I agree. I agree. Undeniable. Or dipped in, or dipped in that brisket sauce.
0: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Chelsea's <laughs> favorite. To- toast it up. Throw some cream cheese on it. That's all she yes. needs. Yes. And
1: for- fortunately, married to a- the baker I am, I get challah, and I get real good challah. Yeah. Every once in a while.
0: Yeah. So you nailed the top five. Uh, number five, challah. Number four, bagels. Bagels and lox. Bialys. Number three, pastrami, number two, latkes, and number one, knish, uh, on the list. So just real quickly going through the list. Some, I definitely recognize some, I, I don't even know that I've had before. I obviously have heard of them, but Have you ever
1: heard of matzo ball soup?
0: Of course. And matzo ball soup was probably seven on the list. I never, I never really got in, you know, we always had chicken noodle soup or some sort of chicken broth soup for Passover for Rosh Hashanah, for Yom Kippur, whenever we were doing that kind of stuff. Uh, But I don't think I ever really got into the matzo ball part of matzo ball soup. Uh,
1: But we always had um, a company called Mothers used to in a bottle, um, have matzo balls, and they were pretty good. Of course, my grandmother, Ada Shaw, uh, made her own that mm-hmm. were obviously unbelievable. Uh, yep. Matzo ball soup when made well is off the chart.
0: Well, and in mainstream media kind of movie genre, cliche, whatever, it's the, the quote penicillin for Jews, right? It, you're sick. You're gonna get some masa ball soup. It's gonna make you feel better.
1: Yes. Um, uh, the the one, with, one at the one top that I'd like to throw out, and then oh. you can go. Yeah, yeah. Is noodle kugel?
0: I have kugel on the list I made, and I remember for whatever holiday, whenever we were doing whatever,
1: a kugel That's what was I
0: made. Know. It was always made and i don't think i ever touched it with a 20-foot pole
1: i i probably agree um it's noodles it's it's raisins it's um a, a, some sort of a ricotta cheese i think um that is baked almost like a lasagna um cinnamon on top
0: um, it's just a weird combination of stuff
1: but it was good when okay. made when made well good
0: so I'll go from the ones that I remember most and then kind of get into some more obscure ones. Um, just going down the list blintzes. I feel like every time we went up to Massachusetts, AK always made blintzes. I don't know why, I don't know what it was, for
1: it was. It was a, a bossler thing. They made blint souffle. Mm-hmm. So they laid yep. out the blintzes, blueberry and cheese, yep. and then put egg over it and baked it.
0: Which, which guess what? Never ate that either. Going down the list, charoset, just because it was from Passover. And I actually, one of the only things I would actually eat during that little Seder dish of Passover. Uh, Couscous, which I don't think I've ever really had.
1: I don't know Uh, that it's Jewish.
0: It's a, it's a Sephardic Jew thing. Okay. Falafel, again, Sephardic Mediterranean Jew. When I, when I was in Israel, we ate falafel all the time and it was unbelievably good. Tito.
1: And and you know, I I I've tried it once or twice in America and I couldn't say it was the same, but yeah. when I was on a kibbutz which is probably uh another hey grandpa down the road, we used to go to the Mediterranean Sea every day after we picked pears and on the way home the falafel stand was right by the bus stop and yes, Israeli falafel is fantastic.
0: Um, going back up real quick there's a whole Seinfeld episode surrounding this and again I don't think I've had it is babka that was our babka you can't beat a bopka. we had that babka they're gonna be heroes but what are we gonna do now we can't get the
1: babka the whole thing's useless uh, how about a carrot cake carrot cake why is that a cake you don't make carrots into a cake I'm sorry black it's good. like Forest, too scary. You're in the forest. Ooh. That was
0: our babka. We had the babka. It, what's this
1: one? That cinnamon babka. Another babka. Bab, babka is is almost like Danish. Um, it comes cinnamon, it comes chocolate. Right. Um, it is it's it's the Jewish version of a pound cake. Only right. it's a little bit flakier, and much tastier. Yes, babka.
0: Yep. Um, let's see here. Do, do, do. Oh, <laughs> can't have a list of Jewish foods without gefilte fish. Filk um. fish. It's kosher meal. Yes, sir. That's our kosher meal. What's the name of it? Gefilte. Gefilte fish. Filk fish. Lots and bagels. It's my favorite. What's the name of this stuff? Gefilte fish oh, what's name of Filter fish? Get filter. Get filter. You know what this is? What is it? Filter fish. It's filter fish. Filter fish. You want something about filter fish? You want this uh, what's the name of the fish? fish. <laughs> fish. 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 Oh, okay.
1: That that's true, although I can't stand it.
0: No, it's, it's disgusting. And, I don't know why we eat half the foods we do.
1: Well, and, and talking about with Andrea, Andrea loves gefilte fish, and and had a grandma who made homemade. And and when it's like that, it can be out of this world for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, well, and then and then you got the desserts, right? So you have hamantaschen, which again is is almost like a a crunchy Danish filled with little fruit filling in the middle.
1: Moat mostly, uh, prune, mostly prune or poppy seed.
0: Um, you also have macaroons, rugelach, rugelach of which, which was probably six on this list.
1: Yeah, uh, I can agree with that too. Uh,
0: so I do like that. You also have sufginot, which is kind of like a Jewish filled donut,
1: which is Andrea's. Favorite. She she kept saying to me, You got a to... and And I'm going, What
0: are you talking about? <laughs> and then uh I always remember eating this and it was stale and crunchy and weird cookie mandelbrot. Mandelbread, yes. Yep.
1: Um mandelbread very similar to um
0: the Italian long cookies. Yes. Yeah. I can't think of what they're called either, but yes. <laughs> uh, and then, and then you get Johnny's favorite. And I'm saying that playfully because when I stayed with him for a little bit while we were finding a house in Georgia, he <laughs> tried to make this for me like every morning <laughs> with matzo
1: <brai laughs> Well,
0: which you is know, literally just scrambled eggs with matzo thrown in it.
1: Well, yes, but done well. Is pretty good. My dad used to make it, it is,
0: raw. and but it's and, just funny.
1: Yes, agreed.
0: Well, and then you get the couple couple of weird things that uh, I don't know why people even try to eat this stuff. And I bet you like most of them because you're weird. Uh, borscht,
1: hate borscht.
0: Okay, it's like beet soup, it's disgusting. That's exactly what it is, it's uh, disgusting. Where's the other one? A uh, goulash? No. I don't I oh, wouldn't what? It,
1: I wouldn't call goulash Jewish.
0: Okay, well it was on the list. So yeah, well it up. doesn't work. Kreplach. Kreplach. Which I from what I saw it's like a I, I wonton. Think, yeah, it's like a pierogi kind of.
1: Yes. It it's more of a soft dough like a wonton as opposed to uh-huh a hard dough, like a blintz, but, uh, yeah. And
0: then something I do actually remember you making or mom making fairly often, I think was Kasha and we would have Kasha and bows bow tie, bow tie.
1: Kasha Vonage yeah. guess. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, also very good. All right. Enough of this food shit.
0: Yeah. That was the, uh, daily Dan. We kind of got into a daily Dan top five list. Brought to you by Schmears Bagels, a top five bagel for a top five breakfast. Come check us out at Papashmere's or on Instagram at Papa Schmears Bagels.
1: That's all you know, it's almost what we were going to talk about at the end after Hey Grandpa, but uh, Well, we, we I, I mean we just it.
0: went into some Jewish foods. We can go more into Hanukkah since this is yeah, the can. Hanukkah episode, but
1: Okay. Well, what are the kids asking me to this week?
0: Hey Grandpa. Hey, Grandpa. Hey, Grandpa. Hey, Grandpa. So let's talk about Hanukkah since we're in the Hanukkah mood and it's our Hanukkah episode of your childhood and what you remember of Hanukkah growing up.
1: Okay. And, and I I know we're going to extend this podcast out. I also want to talk again as a Hey, Grandpa. Hanukkah is going to be real, real short and real sweet.
0: Well, which is okay, because then we can dive into
1: I get Hanukkah into, as a kid. Well, I want to, maybe at the end, I want to get into growing up Jewish and what sure. Jew, Jewish meant to me in Forest Hills and where I came from. So, sure. Hanukkah, when I was growing up, and, you, you know, obviously I don't remember the early years, but Johnny and I each had a menorah. It was a, some tinny brass real cheap menorah but he and i would light the candles and say the prayer kiss mom and dad and that was hanukkah and i can't be more simple than that as far as i can remember there were no presents really i can't honestly dan i can't remember I would have to think maybe we each
0: got a present. Well, something, right? Just even if it was a little something. Yeah,
1: but only one thing, probably the first night, one thing. That was it. And I couldn't tell you one of the things I ever got. That was Hanukkah for us, period. Light the candles, say the prayer, bingo, done. Now, Forest Hills and growing up Jewish. I can't say that my mom and dad were very Jewish at all. Uh, Again, the three steps of of Judaism, uh, reform, conservative, orthodox, uh, getting much deeper into the religion as you went. We were were reformed to the, the point of almost non-existence. We never went to temple. We never celebrated the high holy days. And the story I would tell, and keep in mind, I'm growing up in New York, and I'm growing up in Forest Hills, which is predominantly Jewish. Way back then, on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, none of the Jews went to school.
0: Was school still open?
1: Yes, schools were open, okay? And Peter would go to school on Rosh Hashanah, and was one of three kids in the class. The other two were probably Oriental Asian. Okay. That was it. And I would go, didn't celebrate it. Wasn't told to pray. Same thing for Yom Kippur. We just were not religious. We identified as Jews. We were not religious. Um, at 11 years old, I went to temple Sinai, which was not this big temple like you know it was a house with an extension auditorium on it that was temple sinai and yes i went for 2 years and yes i did have a bar mitzvah i, I and I, I unlike you guys i never went to anybody else's bar mitzvah there were no parties. Now, I had a party. After my Bar Mitzvah, we went to the Forest Hills Inn, which was this mega nice uh, place in Forest Hills that had events. And it was all my family. But it was only my family. There wasn't a friend there. I'm not sure I had a friend, but um, interesting. Interestingly enough, I had a triple bar mitzvah. I was bar mitzvahed along with Lee Davidson and Jay Fleckner, which kind of sort of helped because we shared the responsibilities of, um, of the prayers. So I didn't have to learn as much haftorah, Um, but it was a triple and I was aptly named Pinkas. and Jay would call me Pinkas right through high school, <laughs> uh, which I could remember. But growing up Jewish, just wouldn't know. There was the Forest Hills Jewish Center, which is where the conservative Jewish people went and maybe the Orthodox too, um, high holidays. You had to get tickets and go there. I remember Johnny maybe going with a friend, but I never went. We just never did that. And it wasn't until I married your mother that who was conservative, that that became traditional and, and therefore you guys got a taste of that as well, but growing up Jewish, you were Jewish, but we just didn't celebrate. So Hanukkah was lighting the candles. And that was it maybe one gift
0: interesting which is certainly different and we can start getting into you know our topic of the day and just hanukkah in general and, and certainly my hanukkah and what we would do when did you so for your hanukkah growing up though you was it always brisket and latkes
1: no brisket and latkes was a meal that we had every so often. Oh, okay. And, and you know, it's funny because yes, I talked about my childhood and, and it was a segment, but I continue to think of things that I think could be important in general to, uh, the kids and the, Hey grandpa. And that was food. Okay. Where it was pretty simple for us growing up Sunday night, We went to the Chinese restaurant every Sunday night and we went out around the corner. So Uh just a block to the Chinese restaurant to this day, I don't know the name of it and no one in Forest Hills knows the name of it, but it was the best Chinese food I've ever had. And we went every Sunday, dad and I would go to Brooklyn and pick up his mother, my grandma Shaw, to bring in to have dinner with us, then watch Ed Sullivan. But Sunday was always Chinese. Monday was always meatballs and spaghetti.
0: Tuesday was the same, same meals every week over and over. Was there any much
1: Tuesdays would be a chicken. Wednesdays was either egg salad or eggs. Thursday was a meat of some kind. Friday night, we went out to the Italian restaurant. Saturday was probably a roast beef or brisket and latkes. And Sunday was Chinese. It rarely wavered, although it could. But for the most part, that was it.
0: Interesting. So when did did, did that, because we never really ate brisket and latkes maybe we had a different kind of pot roast or something on occasion but uh, growing up i always remember brisket and latkes strictly being hanukkah and that's kind of what i've continued. i don't think i've ever made it outside of hanukkah or, or just around hanukkah is when i would make it and that kind of became our thing for Hanukkah.
1: And, and it was i'm not sure why it became our hanukkah thing per other than the latkes of course that came with it right uh, but, but growing up, no, about once a month, mom would make pot roast and dad would make the potato pancakes and, and we'd have it as a meal. So we had it 12 times a year. No way. No. Oh, yeah.
0: There's no way I would remember. There's no way we had it once a month. No, not us. Oh, maybe. y'all. Okay. Okay. I was just no. Hanukkah, that was it. Maybe, maybe twice. Maybe right. a Dan
1: would say to me or a Josh would say, That's what I'd like for dinner on my yeah. birthday.
0: Well, no, birthday for me was always what restaurant? Bugaboo, cook
1: bugaboo Thank cook. You.
0: But, yes. but we, we part of a well, point taken.
1: But part of pot roast and potato pancakes, the way I did it, was hours and hours between the prep and the oh, cooking. Sure. Hours and I didn't want to do it. it was Why not? Because it was hours and yes, hours. So what
0: is delicious?
1: That's it. But it was okay.
0: So okay, that's that's what I really was was curious about. Yeah,
1: because and, and, you know, you guys, because of your mother, Hanukkah was a big deal. Yeah, Hanukkah was a big deal.
0: Well, Hanukkah basically became or Christmas. I mean, when, when I would talk to kids about it growing up in school and they, well, you get eight days of present, you only get a one present a day and you only get eight presents total at like Christmas. I get like 20, 30 gifts and blah, blah, blah. It's like, uh, nah, not when you have my mom, it's not. Thank you. Um, Cause my mom would give us, I would say at least three to four a night, you know, and Half of it would always be clothes. You know, we get new clothes. We get some new little doohickey toys that would get trashed. The the and we always did on the eighth night was the big gift. Well, you got a big gift.
1: You you got a big gift on the first night also. Not the biggest gift, but a big gift. Not first night you got. You didn't get clothes on. We the got first some night. stuff. Got yeah, we got good. some.
0: We got some good stuff. Sure. Yeah. So, but I do always remember the eight Always looking forward to the eighth night. Uh, I remember one year we got a foosball table. That it was a shared gift for Josh and I. Foosball table. We got a PS two one year with a bunch of games. Uh, I think after that point, games became a steady Hanukkah present. We'd get one or two or like three games. Like first night.
1: Like the first night.
0: Right. So I do remember some of those bigger gifts always being the eighth. But, yeah, I always remember everyone saying you only get eight presents. And I was like, no, 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 no. I get three, four, five.
1: As an aside, and we'll talk about it, your mother celebrated Christmas also.
0: Up to a certain point.
1: Oh, no. You got, you came down Christmas morning and you got gifts. And you got,
0: don't, don't, I'm not, not once we moved to Yarkley, we didn't.
1: I have videos. You got not. Oh, not. No, once you got not at Yardley, Yardley
0: was eight. I think up everything at Sparrow Valley Drive. Yes, I remember Christmas and I certainly have seen the videos and home videos of Christmas morning. But after we moved to Yardley, Christmas stopped, even maybe before then. But I definitely remember we never had Christmas at Yardley.
1: I'm I'll go to the journals. Fair enough. Uh, Because we'll get to Christmas and we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it'll be in a couple weeks. Journals for Christmas, but Um, I
0: I do remember um, for Hanukkah that you you know it was sundown we always lit the candles and then we would go open presents and then we'd eat dinner. Yeah, and or sometimes we'd light the candles, eat dinner, and then open presents depending on if dinner was ready or. Depending Sunday. on what the gift was that night, because if it was a video game, we'd want to go play it instantly and screw dinner. So we had to eat before we could open the gift. Right, but,
1: but Hanukkah, it was it was a holiday.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely was, and it always felt like you know all the other kids got Christmas, I got Hanukkah, and I thought that was really cool that I got this kind and of traitors. separate thing. Well, and and it kind of ties into you know you are talking about being raised Jewish. That I didn't really, you know, most of my friends were not. And I grew up in a place where most people weren't to the point where, I mean, yeah, we had Eric down the street, Spanky uh, down the street. And we had Jeremy who lived in the next city over, whatever that we'd pick up on the way that we all went to the same synagogue down in Gaithersburg, but. That was, I mean, that was it for our school. It was few and far between. So I didn't, I didn't get to experience having really Jewish friends. I got to see those kids on Thursdays and Sundays and maybe a Saturday here and there. So, but it was, it was also really interesting. We had a conversation, maybe it must've been five years ago, just before Jameson was born talking about potentially raising our kids Jewish? And I was looking up conservative synagogues in the area at the time and trying to f- figure out where I, I could ultimately have them join and take kids or Jameson in this case. And you told me that you were raised reform, which it, I don't know that we ever had that conversation in the past before I just assumed, I think that both of you were conservative because that's how we were raised. Obviously, now looking on it, of course, it was mom who was going to say, no, they're going conservative and we're going to do the holidays because that's what I always did and and blah, blah, blah. So I I think in talking with Chelsea about it, because she's still a little wary and a little uh, maybe even uncomfortable with raising our kids in a religion, any religion for that matter, because she is not religious at all, that maybe reform can kind of – settle her into because i do want to raise them jewish i want them to know their jewish jewish heritage that they are part jewish and that i you know i want them to learn as i did the simple prayers and the history and and everything that kind of goes into it because they will be so maybe reform kind of settles that rather than the the conservative
1: well there's there's no question about that dan and as every parent says who is liberal and smart is to say at some point, the kid is gonna pick what he wants to do and how religious he wants, he or she wants to be, regardless of how they were brought up, to learn the heritage on both sides.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Is fine. Whether or not you decide, or they decide, or the parents decide to have a bar mitzvah, or a bat mitzvah is, is something to be considered later on. You've got some time. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world. Uh, certainly your father would not blow his head off if you said, you know, dad, Jameson's not going to be bar mitzvahed. I, I wouldn't have a problem. I would like to see him bar mitzvahed, but I wouldn't have a problem if between you and Chelsea or Jameson himself, a bar mitzvah was not in the cards.
0: Yeah, but I'm almost I'm almost the opposite view of that where I it's not my parents me me going, "Oh man, my parents were Jewish, so they raised me that way, so I have to do that for my kids." It's I was raised Jewish and it's become such a part of my life regardless of how practicing I am now because I like you said once once I had my bar mitzvah, we never went back to synagogue. The only time I've been back to synagogue since then was either for another bar bat mitzvah after mine, or in college for my Judaism class, we had to go to a synagogue. And for those who weren't Jewish, just pick a synagogue. But for those who were, pick a different synagogue. You know, being raised conservative, I had to pick an Orthodox or Reform synagogue to go to. So I went to an Orthodox one. Um, and it, it it's just become such a part of me that I want that for them too. I want them to know you are, your father is Jewish, you are Jewish too. And just know what that means, especially in today's day and age and what's going on lately.
1: And I don't, again, I don't have a problem with that. Um, suffice it to say that, that whatever you decide, grandpa's okay with it. Sure. Uh, your mother's head might explode if they weren't bar mitzvahed, but that's besides the point.
0: Yeah, okay. and I, like I said, I'd like to see them bar Bob foot. That's obviously way far down the road. Jay's not even five yet, and won't even go to a a Hebrew Sunday school. I don't think I went until first grade. I think they have earlier classes, but I think first grade kind of. I think
1: I went to Sunday school, and I did go to Sunday school when I was
0: uh, when I was young. That we did do. Yeah, it's just, it's something that's important to me. So, and Chelsea and I had talked about it prior to having kids and even prior to being married, uh, that it was something that was going to come up if we had kids and something I would want and like. And with her being not religious in the slightest, I think her parents were raised Catholic to a point, uh, but they never were. Uh, And Chelsea takes certain umbrage with religion as a whole anyway but i I think once she kind of sees what the religion of judaism is especially in more of a reform laid-back setting and certainly compared to conservative and orthodox i think she might realize that it, it can actually be a great community to fall back on if you need them and i agree with that and you know find people and meet people that because especially in today's day and age, there are so many people who are half and half now or have split families like ours, that you're going to meet people there just like us, that the dad's going to be Jewish or the mom's going to be Jewish and the other one isn't. And you're going to see that everything's going to be, you know, everyone's going to be friendly towards you. No one's going to say, Oh my God, you're not Jewish. Get out of here we don't want you here. I, I don't think I've ever heard anything like that growing up Jewish for from anyone Jewish. Um so that that's kind of my hope for them is you know we're getting them into Hanukkah um lighting the candles. Jay's been lighting the candles with me for the past year or two, I think. So that's been really cool. Um you know, it, it won't be the Hanukkah I grew up with with getting tons of presents, I think. A majority of presents will come from Christmas, but I want them to know what Hanukkah is, what the candles mean. We we have some books, you know. We have the Mench on a bench, and the Maccabee on a mantle. You get some dreidels, had, and yes, yeah, and they love spinning dreidels already. And so, you know, we got what we kind of need. Jay now has his Hanukkah bush, as I call it. Uh, it's got it's a mini tree it's got blue lights on it all the little ornaments that came with it are like dreidels and and stuff like that so it i'm getting him into it i'm trying to teach him more for as much as i know about hanukkah and judaism and you know we have the books and the books are great at helping explain what hanukkah is where it comes from why we light the candles so that's been a big help too um and yeah so we got Han- so they'll get a couple gifts. Absolutely. We will give them one or two uh, you know the the presents that grandpa and mima always send normally end up being Hanukkah gifts unless otherwise said no save them for Christmas. So they they definitely get some of it. Certainly not what I was raised with, not what you were raised with, but some middle ground there. Good. All right. Well, happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish listeners. If there are any, I'm sure there's one or two. Josh. Dan, Happy Hanukkah, Josh. Dan. Yeah.
1: Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I made you out of clay.
0: Well, that that was the other thing I was going to mention is I mentioned earlier with the top fives, there's not a lot of media associated with Hanukkah. There's, I have a little dreidel. I think there's one other kind of Hanukkah you always sing at Hanukkah songs, and then there's the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song. Put on
1: your yarmulke, here
0: comes Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah, to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is festival of lights.
1: Instead of one day of presents, we Eight crazy nights When you feel like the only kid in town Without a Christmas tree Here's a list of
0: people who are Jewish Just like you and me That's it The only only, There are two Hanukkah movies I can think of One is Eight Crazy Nights Which is a fucking insane animated Adam Sandler movie about Hanukkah. And there's a recent one that came out with one of the Savage brothers from, you know I think it was the one from Boy Meets World Ben Savage or his brother from Boy Meets World uh, who did this Hanukkah Hallmark movie, which Hallmark is famously known for its Christmas movies. They did a, a weird ass Hanukkah movie that's it. That's all I know. So I can't really do any of those with this, but wanted to throw those in there. I almost did. I was talking to Josh about it. I almost did top five, most famous people from Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song list. No, not, not not a good top five. (laughs) Dad is disappointingly shaking his head at me.
1: No, but it's a good song.
0: It is a good song. So that's all I got. Anything Me else? Too. Hanukkah, Jewish Hanukkah? No. All right. Well, we want to hear your thoughts. Happy Hanukkah, everyone, whether you celebrate it or not. Happy Hanukkah to you. Oh, that's something. We'll get into it with Christmas, I think, where everyone says Merry Christmas to you when you're shopping. You ever throw back a happy Hanukkah at anyone? No. I have. We'll get into that story in a couple weeks for our Christmas episode. Uh, but until then, leave us your comments. Like us on Instagram. uh, have in some posts. I'm sorry that I haven't been posting as much on Instagram. I want to try and get back onto that as much as I can, especially with new episodes coming out. And leave us a comment. Let us know your thoughts. There'll be polls. There's, you know, leave your comments what you're thinking of on each episode, audio messages, all that good stuff. So Reach out to us. We're happy to hear from you, and maybe you'll get her on the podcast. Cool. Anything else?
1: No. Dan. Yes, sir. I'll see you when I see you.
0: Later, is